Hi everyone, welcome to the Teen Talk Show. My name's Gracie and I'm your host. I'm a speaker, homeschooler, and Christian. And I'm super excited to start this community of fellow believers to encourage and to edify one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. When two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. And that's exactly what this podcast is founded on. Community, loving God, loving others, and loving yourselves. Enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Gracie and I'm your host. Welcome, welcome. If this is your first time, hi, my name is Gracie. I'm 15 years old and I am a teenager who has a podcast that shines light on our teenage problems and shows biblical advice for those problems. And today we're going to be having some fun and we're going to be talking about friendships and long distance friendships. Before we actually started, um, recording this we started recording this like a month ago and yeah. it it didn't happen because we found out we were moving and then I was like oh my gosh this literally plays into everything I'm dealing with right now because oh great I'm the new girl again and so if you guys don't know Adelaide moved to Arkansas recently and I moved back to my hometown uh, in Washington and so we are like both moving and trying to settle in and trying to make friends again. (laughs) It's hard, but today we're going to be talking about that. But before we start the episode, I want to say go ahead and subscribe because you'll get notified every time I post new podcasts on Wednesdays because I have to change the podcast from Wednesday or from Thursday to Wednesday because now I have youth group on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. So we're just going to kind of switch that around. Um, So you could be looking for a new podcast on Wednesday. Also, there's a program out there that I want to tell you guys about. It's called Prager Force, and it is a program for conservative high schoolers, college students, and young professionals, and it is a community of pro-American, pro-capitalism, pro-family, um, pro-patriot young people. That's how I can pronounce it. Like, that's how I I see it. And pretty much, it's like a big community of conservatives. And we are doing missions every month. Um, If you do missions, you can get prizes. Recently, I won a We the People mug, and they're sending that to me. Um, It'll either be filling out a survey or getting people to join Prager Force. And it's just a really cool outlet for you guys to meet people um, and to get to know Prager Force's staff and you get to spread the conservative message across America. We're kind of fighting to bring back that free America that we once knew. Um, and so if you are a conservative teen and you love politics, this is for you. You should go Click the link in the description box below, sign yourself up. You can meet me and tons of other conservatives. Um, it's just a great community of people. They're having a meetup uh, at Newport Beach uh, in a few weeks. And there's just it's just an amazing community of people. So if you want to join, go ahead and click the link in the description box below and you can join. And it's just a really fun thing. So got to advertise that if you guys want to go for it. If you don't, then don't. Also, my Prager Force teen account is down in the description box below, so you can go and follow that as well, I'm trying to grow the community of conservatives through that as well. And also, go check out my blog in the description box down below, and we keep going, and the Instagram handle for my Instagram is down in the description box below. If you haven't already followed me, go ahead and do that. Okay, 
enough of the advertisements of my social links and Prager Force. We're going to get into the episode. So, <sighs> making new friends can be really, really tough. I mean, you hate being the new girl because you feel yeah. just kind of out of place and, like, you're just like, Ah, so do you tend to be more introverted or extroverted when you're in a new setting? Like when you're trying to make new friends, do you tend to be more outgoing or more of like uh, someone that gets really shy and nervous? I'm definitely more shy. I have a really big personality. I mean, you, you only know me from my big personality. <laughs> uh me and Gracie met through some really good friends, um, yeah. ours and both ends, and so it, I never really had to be my shy self. Yeah. Um, but being over here, I have realized I have been very shy, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like, okay, well, if I actually want friends, I've been here almost like a, two months now. Yeah. Like, I actually want to have someone, I probably should be a little more out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... You really just have to get uncomfortable, to be honest. If you're a shy person, you really have to just get uncomfortable and be out there. Um, be someone different. Mm. Um, I joined a youth group. We just found a really good new church. Um, and they have this amazing, super fun youth group. Get yourself connected. Get into the little groups. It's really the easiest and best way to get out there right. without really being too yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I definitely agree with the statement. you got to get uncomfortable because... You know, friends are worth the uncomfortable stepping out and saying, Hi, my name's Gracie. How are you? Like, and sometimes people get intimidated by that, but sometimes it means the world to people. Like, um, when I first moved over to this place that I, it's undisclosed because I can't share, um, there was this girl that came up to me and she was like, Hi, my name's so and so. How are you? And like, I can't even begin to describe how much that meant to me for someone to step out of their comfort zone and to be like welcoming me when I felt so alone, like, like no one wanted to talk to me. And one piece of advice that I would give to literally every teen is be the friend that you want. So if you want friends, um, that are outgoing and crazy and just like very goofy, then be that person. Or if you want people to step out and, you know, to greet you and like be that person so be the friend that you actually want because people are gonna see that and they're gonna be like you know what I I like that and you know that's a good role model and I feel like friendships are such a learning experience but they are one of the greatest learning experiences that we could ever face as teenagers I mean as teens, we were bombarded by all of these thoughts and ideas and, um, and time management and all of these things. And friends are so worth the time, the effort, the uncomfortableness to call people out when they're wrong or to go up to someone and greet them. Like, it is worth the uncomfortable embarrassment. Like, I don't really know. I'm not quite sure if I should do this. And like, if you're getting that urge, you should go and do it. Because you never know how that's going to affect someone. Even if you are a new person or if you've been there a while, like, step out and and be that friend that people want because in the end, you are going to be such a light for Jesus. If you're going to be the friend that people want, they're going to want to be around you and you get to be that example of Christ. Yeah, 
I'm gonna jump on real quick. Go for um, it. Um, <laughs> I'm on this train. Um, if you if you're not the person that you want to be friends with, if you're just gonna be the shy person, but you're really just a big personality and you really want to be out there, you want to have a friend who's really out there. You have to be that person because mm-hmm. people who are shy are gonna connect you with you, which isn't wrong because you could totally meet the, your best friend for life. Right. But if you if you're looking for a certain certain someone with a certain thing, you have to be what you're looking for because nobody's gonna connect with someone who's pretty much opposite. Exactly. At I mean, first. they do say opposites attract, yeah. but you need like similar need characteristics. Someone. Like, yeah, you yeah. do. I mean, my closest friends, our closest friends are complete opposite. It's, yes. it's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are a hoot when they're around each other. Um, I'm going to go grab my Bible, and I'm going to go find a verse about friendship. So, also, I have allergies right now, so forgive me if I'm like, <clears throat> it's, it's all up in here. I live in the middle of a hayfield, and I am really allergic to it, so... That's what you're hearing, the sinuses. That is what's going on. Okay. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. It says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And then I wrote on like a post-it note above it says without friends we would be lost we would fall down and would never be able to get back up friends make life enjoyable and exciting they grow us in faith and encourage us in the word and so there are certain like personalities and traits that you want to look for in friends because ultimately like your friends are going to influence you so if you're hanging out with like the bad crowd you're not going to want to be around those people because they're going to be a bad influence on you and you know you might be thinking like oh well I'm going to influence them think again they're more influencing you than you are influencing them and I mean good shot but most of the time those things are going to overpower you more than you are going to overpower them I mean the bible says a cord of three strands is not easily broken so look at like a group of girls who have a bad influence on you that's not going to be easily broken against one person so you need to find those people that go for it sorry what you said back up (laughs) oh no i was saying bring back up you gotta bring you gotta bring someone with you if you're going into a club. Yes, yes. Okay, I see. I see. Bring backup. Yeah, yeah. Bring backup. I was like, backup? What? Oh, bring backup. Yes, bring backup. But if real. you don't have friends yet, That's then true. then don't just ditch that, that idea altogether. And also, I mean, like if you're a really strong person, if yeah. you're a really strong personality, there are definitely people who can go in there. Yeah. And they might not be able to actually influence them but they won't be influenced right yeah that is definitely true yeah and even though like people can see just that light of christ shining in you without you even doing anything like multiple people um that i know are like people have come up to me and they just hated me for like legit no reason and there's just something different about me they said that just made me like so horrible to them and some people refuse to see that light some people don't want to see the light of christ and so if christ is within you 
there is something different about you and people are going to notice it. Whether or not you are speaking it verbally, people are going to notice that there's something different about you and the light of life is going to shine through because darkness cannot overcome that light. And so, Christ, he is going to let that light shine through you. If you guys want to hear about shining your light, I have a podcast episode. You can scroll down. I don't know how far down it is, but I talk about shining your light, so you can go ahead and click on that. Um, but yes, Adelie, do you have anything to add on to that? Well, if, if you're really wanting to shine your light, maybe you're not the strongest person, best thing to go to is read your bible if you don't know where to look for it i would not suggest going on google if you're just trying to find good verses to back you up to be honest right the best person to go to or thing to go to if you're really struggling with anything to be honest is your mother or your father depending on who you are Mm -hmm. um me personally stuff like that i go to my mother for that but Right, and if your parents, and if your parents aren't Christians, then go find, you know, women of the church, or go talk to your pastor, or someone who is biblically wise, um, that can help you and guide you in that, because as teens, we fall short, and we struggle, and like, and we need that advice sometimes, and so you should find someone who's, who's had those years of, um, influence already, and, They know the biblical wisdom to back that up. And so you should find someone like that. That is going to help you um, go along with that and to kind of give you biblical wisdom on that uh, to help defend your your argument. So, yeah, I recommend your grandparents. Oh, yeah. If you're not able to talk to them, so on your aunt. They're so so wise. (laughs) They are. Um, Yes. Yep. They've been through it. They've been there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's already been humiliated, humiliated more than once. Right. They've been there. They know how what you're going through, even though you don't feel like it. I know it's definitely happened to me. I very much struggle with concepts of, like, math and geometry. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad's there. My brother's there. My mom isn't quite able to help me as much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Even though I feel like they don't understand why I don't get this wrong, they know and they understand and they're there to help me. Right. And so if you're feeling alone, that's the whole point. Satan is there to make you feel alone and if you're going through sin or if you're just trying to make friends. Mm-hmm. You can't let them feel alone. If you feel like, well, they're going to make fun of me because of blah, they won't. It's your family. It's your pastor. It's your grandparents. Just right. depending on your relationships. But people are there for you mm-hmm. and if you just don't have anybody you feel like you're able to talk to just pray yeah just pray yeah is what i would exactly just go to god he's like god knows because remember jesus was a man and god literally feels everything that you feel it hurts him when you're hurting and he's joyful when you're joyful and he's there through the mountains and through the valleys and so when you feel all alone That's one of Satan's lies, that I'm just all alone and nobody loves me and I'm just this worthless human being. But then you got to bring yourself back and realize, you know what? God loves me and I'm not alone. He calls me worthy. He calls me redeemed. And I don't need to keep hearing these lies from Satan telling me that I'm unworthy of love and that 
I will forever be alone. Um, because that's not what Christ says at all. I mean, Isaiah 43, 1, which I'm flipping to real quick, says this. I'm going to put you down real quick. It says this. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. I'll be with you when you pass through the waters, and when you pass through the rivers. They will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched by the fire when you walk through it, and the flame will not burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior. I have given Egypt as a ransom for you, Cush and Seba in your place, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you up from the west. So God literally is saying right out that I have called you redeemed. I would do anything for you because I love you so much. I mean, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And at the beginning of that verse, it says, for God so loved the world. And I think we often forget this was all in an act of love towards us. Yeah. John 15, 13 through 14 says, there's no greater love than this, than to lay one's life down for one's friend. And you are my friends if you do what I command. And so I think we really often forget that God did all of this stuff as an act of love towards us. And we are not alone because he loves us, because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He would yeah. never just leave his child whom he loves. You know, here, I'll flip to another verse because they keep popping in my head. And yeah, I have a couple too. I'm like, ah, so first Peter five. Um, yep. Five verse eight says, be sober minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking for whom he may devour. Resist him firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. And so Satan only comes to steal, kill, destroy, and hurt you to make you feel alone, to make you believe the lies that he keeps telling you because he is the ultimate deceiver. But God is like, you know what? I call you redeemed. I call you loved. I made you in my image. You are my child. I never leave you. I never forsake you. Look at this amazing act of love that I did for you because I love you so much. And I think we often forget this when we are so bombarded by the world's ideologies and all this stupid indoctrination and just like we forget and lose sight of God loves me. I mean, the children's song, Jesus loves me, like we've all heard it. We all know it, but have we ever taken into consideration how powerful the words of Jesus loves me? This I know because the Bible tells me so. We forget this, this truth that Jesus loves you so much that he willingly set his son to die on the cross for you. Because he loved you. Okay, Adelaide, hit me with those Bible verses. Yeah, uh, so actually, we're going through Romans in my family. We're memorizing Romans um, 8 in particular. Mm -hmm. And I have a few verses on there. We have Romans 8, 18. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And so he's saying that you're going through this terrible suffering, but... If you power through it and if you power through whatever the devil is putting onto you, mm. it will be worth all of this amazing, amazingness. I don't know right. if I work for that. But. Just the glory. <laughs> and then, yeah, I have another verse in Romans 8, 
26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he's saying that literally he's there to help us in whatever weakness, whatever mm. weakness we're going through. Yeah. He was there for you. Yeah. And it goes on, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. And so sometimes you just... You just have to pray to him, and he's there. He's saying, I know what you need, but you haven't asked me. Right. You, think, you don't necessarily think that you can do it on your own, but that's kind of what you're portraying. Mm-hmm. And it goes on in 27, and he, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And it is it is so true. He's just there, and mm-hmm. he's searching our hearts the whole time, and because... He who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, right. and it's so amazing to know he's there. Right. You just have to be there to pray, and if you're doubtful, you just pray and talk to whoever you talk to for mm-hmm. that. Exactly. I have a story. So, one time I was being kind of bullied. We'll say I was kind of bullied at school, and I was taking it really personally. Don't even ask me why. I have no idea, but I was really just struggling And I was like, you know what? I haven't read my Bible today. I'm going to read Psalms. And I opened up my Bible and I read this, this verse and it meant so, so much to me. And I read it and I was like, I could feel the Lord's presence. I was like, Lord, you know exactly what I'm feeling. You know exactly the pain I'm feeling right now. I felt alone. Like I had no friends. Like I was going through two bad relationships at that time, and so I literally felt so, so alone, and, like, God was not even there, and I could not find that verse again. Like, I legit couldn't find it. I was, like, slipping, I was, like, flipping through Psalms. I was, like, where is this verse? I need it, and then recently I found it, and I was, like, thank you, Lord. So, It's Psalm 6, and I'll read the whole thing. It says, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken in terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love. For there is no remembrance of you in death. Who can thank you in Sheol? I am weary from my groaning. With my tears, I dampen my bed and drench my couch every night. My eyes are swollen from grief. They are—they grow old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all evildoers, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea for help. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and shake with terror, and they'll turn back and suddenly be disgraced. And so just hearing that the Lord has heard the sounds of my weeping, the Lord has heard my plea for help, I was like... Lord, you hear what I'm feeling right now. You hear me crying in my bedroom because I feel alone. And I just felt like God was there with me. And he was just, he was holding me. And he was like, you know what, Gracie? I call you my child. I love you. I have redeemed you. I have sent my son down on this earth to die for your sins, to wash your slate clean because I love you. And just hearing that was like, just thank you, Lord. Thank you so much that you were willing to send your son down on this earth to die for me. But also, thank you, Lord, for hearing my plea for help. Thank you for hearing the sounds of my tears. Thank you for meeting me in that in that lonely place. So, yeah. Does that about sum up the episode or should we go more in depth on that?
might want to go a little uh, less scripture, just a tad. <laughs> Got it. Um, a little more on making friends, maybe. I don't know if people are going to want to hear how-to or suggestions, but more like advice Kay. than how-tos. Okay, so, Adelaide, what is your advice for making friends? Well, I've, I've said this before, I think. I don't know. Wearing the craziest thing <laughs> you can wear. <laughs> um, to be honest, I did that once. I wore, like, these hot red pants, <laughs> like these capris, and it oh. was, like, 90 degrees out. <laughs> it was kind of crazy, but it was cool because you could see, like, people were either hating it or loving it. Right. And if someone's, like, brave enough to actually say, hey, I really like your pants or whatever, like, why are you wearing pants in 90 degrees? <laughs> like, it could definitely start a relationship mm-hmm. in that time, but <laughs> I'm not going to give up on that easy because you're, you're not going to be able to make friends every single day with right. just wearing a certain type of whatever. But right. It's one of your things. Or uh, if you live in a big-ish neighborhood, I'm trying to do this. I don't know if I'm allowed to in this neighborhood particularly. <laughs> But if you can, like, if you bake certain things, items, and you say, hey, I'm new here, I just wanted to make something for you, and you can go around, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. That's yeah. something I'm trying That's good to advice. Try to just pretty much just put yourself out there and be like, yeah. hey, my name's so-and-so. How are you? Nice to meet you. What is your favorite color? And just, like, be that weird person that's asking those questions that you're like, why is she asking me these questions? Those people might be some of your best friends because they were willing to step out of their comfort zone and to make a change. So, just saying, stand out, be the you who God created you to be. That was a weird, big sentence that I just came out with. And just be this light that God has called you to be and let people see that there's something different about you and that God created you to be this amazing person And you are not alone. I mean, you have a community of people. I mean, within the church, within, you know, your family group, like, and you have Christ, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And you have all of these people surrounding you with love. And I get it. It can feel so alone. Like, you've got all these people around you, but you feel alone. But just know that you're not. I mean, there are people you can reach out to. You can talk to people and go out to coffee and just like reach out to people because you need to put in the effort to be friends with people because friendships are worth the effort. They're worth the hardship. They're worth the struggle. They're worth the fights. They're worth, you know, getting past the I'm so lonely that it's worth it in the end. So. silence (laughs) okay we'll wrap up the episode there i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and i will see you guys next week on wednesday have a great week everybody before we end the episode i just wanted to say thank you guys for listening please leave a review if you can it helps people to know that this is a good podcast to listen to i hope you guys have a great rest of your day if you want a shout out for next week's podcast you can go ahead and find me on instagram my instagram is at team underscore teen underscore talk that's at t-e-a-m underscore t-e-e-n underscore t-a-l-k you can find that in the description box below click on any of the links you can 
can also find my blog, which is teamteentalk.wix.com slash godblog, or you can email me, and my email is teamteentalk at gmail.com. All of those links are down below for my socials. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys next week.